Welcome to the podcast. I'm Joe Welter, and today my guest is Mike Morona. You might know him from The Adventures of Pete and Pete, and I know him as Mike from College. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for a while, I've wanted to do uh, a podcast based on the soccer team we played on, and that's that's kind of how I got to know you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and some of my uh, first friends at school came from that team. And I remember, it's probably the first or second day of school, I had a like a dorm room on the top floor that overlooked the soccer field. And I didn't even know there was a purchased soccer team. And my roommate was like, listen, look outside. There's a bunch of guys playing soccer. You probably want to go do this. Because I knew him from high school. Me and my roommate freshman year were, were high school friends, and we played travel ball together. So they knew they already knew that you were in the frame of mind to do such Yeah, a so I'm like, oh, I have my cleats. Maybe I should run out there. I'm like, you want to go? And he was kind of not into it at that time. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll just do this by myself. So I ran out there, and I went up to the coach, and I'm like, listen, I saw you guys playing. How, how do I join? And he's like, well, the first three days are tryouts. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll come to that in a minute, but I said, all right, you know, let's go. So he, he kind of threw me out there. And I remember my roommate saying, I, I, I asked him, does everyone outside, do they look good? Like, he's like, I can't really tell, but I see some guy with a, like a pink red mohawk. <laughs> it's the only thing he could see from, from far away. So I go out there and I'm playing with you guys. And, um. And it's going pretty good, and, and I got the feeling like it kind of felt like a travel ball team. It didn't really feel like a, a real college NCAA team just yet, right? We were divi- we were Division Two B, Joe. I'll remind you, we Two B. Yeah, we were Division Two B or not to be anymore in the division. <laughs> uh, no, that's what we were. That was our that was our grade. We were the uh, Hudson Valley Conference. This is a contrast from uh, from my freshman year when I arrived. Uh, there was no SUNY Purchase soccer team because they had been suspended the year before for fighting with the local private school uh, Manhattanville right down the road in a rivalry game. I, I never knew that. You never knew that? No. Okay, so it, in the beginning there was Gus. That's all I really knew yeah. about. Yeah, Gus was the elder statesman when, yeah. when I got there. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have a knowledge. And Chris Postoraro, of course, mm-hmm. was had been around and was a music major, so you imbued some type of wisdom to him, uh, reasonably or not. Mm-hmm. And and they uh, they told the from what they told us about this game, uh, Manhattanville was uh, was getting the better of us, and uh, and then it got physical after a while, and some red cards were thrown, and then no more uh, no more purchase soccer team after a bit. So my freshman year was. Uh, was spent like giving out haircuts and crashing my bicycle <laughs> and making films and, and running around doing stuff like that and then I was ready when because uh, right before I had gone to purchase mm-hmm. I had been really ramping up the soccer in East River Park with a bunch of guys and, and enjoying myself mm-hmm. uh, and wanted to bring that spirit to purchase did you grow up playing travel ball as well not really uh, I played with the 68th Precinct, which I was a PSAL team in Bay Ridge when I was a wee one. And then soccer, not again until I tried out for my high school team. Didn't make it. Uh, I didn't make the two-mile run. Fif- oh. Fifteen and a half minutes, I think, I did in two miles. I was not made for the... Uh, 
the Central Park Reservoir, something about it. I was never a long distance. Yeah, runner, yeah, I was so not into long distance. Short running. sprints. Sure. But now, but but you and I uh, have improved on that a little bit. Yeah, as I got older, I've gotten slower but better at long distance. There you go. Maybe we just needed to find our middle ground. So after those first three days, I remember going up to the coach and being like, Coach, coach, did I make the team? And he, like, he looked at me with like a smile on his face and he said, Everybody made the team. <laughs> it's public school, kid. <laughs> Everybody made the team. Yeah, I was so excited because I had never... I, see, I didn't play soccer senior year in, in um, high school. Uh-huh. I only play. I just kept playing travel ball. I was also academically ineligible. The the CYO stuff that we played or intramural stuff that we played in the mm-hmm. summers was softball, and then during the school year, my brother and sister and I all played basketball. But that was um, after school. That was not with the. Uh, that was not with that school program. So we only had. W- one team, we didn't have a, a girls team uh, right at the beginning for our first, I think, two years. It was just a SUNY Purchase soccer team. Yeah, so we we had we couldn't exclude any girls from playing with us, and we had two girls that played with us, but they were fun to play with, and we we joked around with them a lot, and and they were pretty good. Uh, yes, they helped the team. Sometimes they would uh, they would kick the ball and and hit the other team kind of uh, in the junk this was this happened a lot this was the height of what we considered strategy and humor <laughs> all at the same time that's the type of team this was it was hilarious because you know a lot of uh, a lot of people came from different backgrounds it was a lot of actors a lot a lot of it was an art school sure it's different than your your average team sure we had a couple of um a couple of kids from Long Island, and I, I notice a lot of people from Long Island and a little bit upstate. And f- luckily, both of those places have soccer programs that uh, you know keep kids drawn in for a certain amount of time. Like yourself, mm-hmm. um, I didn't. I, I guess I wasn't able to dedicate that kind of time to a travel team because mm-hmm. of the acting and other, sure, other sure. stuff that I was doing. Yeah. But my brother and sister both played in a lot of. Uh, a lot of sports and it helped them getting scholarships and stuff like that. One of the most fun parts about being on this team was the away games. Oh sure, because of the the team building. I think that away games were much more fun for us than home games because home games were like you had to just do your thing and there wasn't as much prep involved just mm-hmm. because of the scheduling but with away games it was something it was marvelous to fo- something to look forward exactly. to they gave you money they gave you meal money meal money oh you remember meal money joe this was paid for with our student activity fee yeah so we earned it it's, it's basically like paying yourself <laughs> sometimes they would let us use it on food Sometimes alcohol was allowed. Didn't we spend it on um, quarters at the ground round and play the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm thinking of another time. <laughs> no, we did. We went to Nathan's. Na- that's what it was. Yeah. We- that's what it was. There was a Nathan's yeah. on Long Island after we visited uh, SUNY Old Westbury, SUNY Polytech. Polytech. Was it Polytech? Yeah, Nathan? that's right around the corner from there. Yeah, they're super close by each other. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we, had, we-, we, had, a, we had two vans. There was... <laughs> And this is where uh, Joe probably blanks out the female members of the team with good reason <laughs> the amount of bodily function jokes that happened on the uh, on the vans in 
they in were, transit and en route to games. They were good sports. And I, uh, I think we really learned to laugh, and I really enjoyed watching uh, Jeff Meech and Playa's craft, and also Tyler Moss and yeah. Playa's craft, two, uh, two good actors that we went to college with that also played on that soccer team. We had one van that didn't have uh, windows that opened. Is that what that was? Yeah, it was. Is that, is it was that nick- why? It was nicknamed the Ass Van. That was the reason it was nicknamed the Ass Van. Yeah. Was and any other team because we had a basketball team. We only we had a couple teams on campus, but but not many. We had a basketball team, I think a volleyball team, and sometimes they had to use that van. They all had to use that van. And this the the sweat stains stuck on the windows. We um we played our <laughs> we played our hearts out and other things too on these away games, and we didn't always like bring. A bunch of clothes to change into with us and we had to bring our dirty uniforms back with us to wash at school so a lot of ass <laughs> miles ass miles that's like man hours but smellier uh traveled in that in that van so the other teams had had grounds yeah they the, had grounds the, the coach always got the good van gus early on right drove the ass van and was always um, that was always the man the van that mooned the coach's van. Yes, I, most of the way. I loved um, I loved that part of our camaraderie, and it's and it's good it's good to have those types of uh, I don't want to say I I don't want to say like body horror moments where you confront each other, but I learned some things about farts and. <laughs> And mooning and, and the limits of who was our first coach? Our first um, coach was Coach Mulcahy. Mulcahy was a a mild mannered man. He kind of looked to me. He looked like Phil Donahue. Yeah. If Phil Donahue was a soccer coach, is that accurate? That's perfect. We saw people come from all walks of life, like me, um, living on the burrito, <laughs> Street Fighter, four, and uh, what do you call it? <laughs> and pick up soccer in a dusty park circuit and then there were kids like yourself or or uh, or Gloria for example who were coming from Long Island who had played in a more structured you know team I have to say though I played in a structured league mm-hmm. but I never really took it seriously until college and I think it's the emotional button on it right like I yeah. think I think the emotional connection of the team was definitely something obviously it stuck with us if we're still we're still talking, talking about, about it. it. Was yeah. this twenty one years later? Yeah, John, since yeah. I met you. Yeah, I remember there was this one game. Um, so our first season ends where we didn't win that many games. We didn't win. I do you remember our first game? The first one was going to um, to play under, under the Throgs the Throgs Neck Bridge. Bridge. Yeah, at, at SUNY Maritime. So, yeah, and we get pummeled. Yeah, and I think that was our first game. Yeah, but we we went to Webb Institute. Which was my favorite field, and that was over in um, not far from Westbury, but on. Uh, I thought it was on the North Shore, right? North Shore, overlooking um, like Long Island Sound. So you go; it's like as far out as Westbury and then north, and that had the kind of the nicest scenery. Webb Institute was really nice. Um, yeah. And field, I think, and I think it was a boat building college, actually, like a ship design college. Yeah, you don't have to call the boats the ships. Ships. Yeah, yeah. 
It, it's not like you get a little dinghy out there <laughs> finding Dory or something like that. You're, uh, they're a shipbuilding, but it, it, in a couple respects, they were like tiny. They were a tiny college. They had like mm-hmm. under 100 kids. And they still managed to field an entire soccer team that was capable of challenging us and that that didn't that that didn't help our self-esteem <laughs> I but we always won we did um and we enjoyed a, going there they had a gal on their team that started who was uh bigger than most of the guys on our team yeah. and she was a skilled player and i remember did were they the team that had the kid who did the tumbling forward throw in? I think they I had think a kid. So. I think they had a kid who did it. A couple of teams we played against had a kid who did a tumbling forward throw in. <laughs> but uh, I saw somebody do that once, and I thought that they hurt them. I thought that they, thought that they tripped. What it had to be season one where we were introduced to um, a player named Ilya. 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 That was a skilled player. Sure. One of our rivals, uh, one of our Russian rivals, went to another of the state uh, system. He went to a CUNY, actually. He went to Baruch. Baruch. And Baruch just um, was uh, a city college that attracted a lot of immigrants. It was a business school. And uh, they were just on a different level than us in that they had grown up in countries that actually took soccer seriously as opposed to this country. Mm. Um, Ilya I think threw a throw in to himself (laughs) and caught it he was one of those players that was like Maradona playing against (laughs) us who who were kids like Joe said with red and pink mohawks in the distance (laughs) Um, I went uh, I went seeing this I, I made it my mission to deny Ilya some of this pleasure down the left-hand side of our defense, the right-hand side of Baruch's attack, and wormed up under him as one of his uh, smaller but just as Russian teammates took a throw-in. And Ilya uh, kicked for the ball and ended up his leg up on my shoulder, not unlike <laughs> a can-can move or something out of Moulin Rouge. <laughs> and he turned and said... Referee, he's trying to kill me, <laughs> and I, I'll never, I'll never forget that because I, I knew that all that needling that I had developed and all those years of being an older brother with siblings uh, was finally paying off on the field. You used those tactics during practice as well. Oh, I didn't just use it on the field. Uh, We're talking about practice. Now? Yeah, we're not talking about a game. Our our practices were. Usually after practice, we would we would play like a, a scrimmage or uh, just like a one a half field type of scrimmage, sure. and it got very competitive at times. And there was always like you know uh, grabbing your shirt, trying to jab you in the ribs, getting you off balance. Yeah, it's uh, you're saying I played dirty a little bit. Um, Gosh, I haven't played in a while. I hope I don't. I hope I still don't play this way. But um, yeah, I think you have to practice as hard as you play, and sometimes even harder, in order to be ready to play. Um, we really had a lot of fun. I thought in practice, a couple times we practiced too hard. Um, I'll remember one, one time, perhaps the next year, 
Mm -hmm. This is coming back for your sophomore year. Sophomore year. Now, we had a new coach that year. That was a new coach. That was and with, uh, with Ray, Ray Franklin. Ray Franklin, who uh, had seemed just fresh off the boat from Liverpool slash Ireland. I could never place his accent. And... Uh, and we had to prove our fitness right away. Um, I was not the only person who had uh, decided to enjoy Italian ices that summer and not, you know, whatever, a, a complete diet. So when Ray came back, uh, when, when we came back and Ray was there, uh, we were running a, a few sprints. We were running quite a few sprints that um, mm -hmm. right, befo right before Labor Day, I believe, because... We had just come back in for college. Do you? Um, I do remember. You recall this? Yeah, I remember running he, the sprints real hard and running myself into no, the he, ground. Do you remember when he brought um, like a, a stereo with a tape in the yeah. stereo? Oh yeah, that, that was you, the first time you, that we had done the lactate test. Yeah, and La Tyler and I were the last two who did the lactate test, right? Yeah. Um, I, I was very, you know, guys in really good shape. I had never heard of that test before, so it was really interesting to do. Just had to, you know, sprint from one one end to the other mm -hmm. and follow the uh, the beats or the beeps as the intervals decrease between the beeps. Yeah, and it, that was the first time I had ever heard that. Yeah, it was neat. It was neat to have new uh, training methods approached mm -hmm. to us. But I I just did a few sprints back and forth. Maybe we were doing relays or something that like that later in the in the day. It was, you know, August heat, and uh, I ran myself down into the ground while we were sprinting. I just, like, <laughs> ran and just, like, fell down. I was so, I was running so hard. The intensity, for, the intensity for this season was brought up quite a bit. For sure it was. And, and it was uh, an idea of team, like, structure. We didn't really have that first season, but now it was, we want to be strong up the middle. So we, we, went, we went from everybody's on the team. To and now everyone, a lot needs, of skilled, to, now a lot everyone of needs to know what they're doing. Sure, and we had a lot of skilled players that first year as well. Um, yeah, improved, added a couple. Like we, that after the um, after the sprint, uh, sprinting down into the ground, I went away, and that was uh, there was a hurricane visiting that year. I want to place it. I want to say it was Hurricane Andrew, but I'm not good at, at saying what those what those were it was august of let's say 99 okay uh labor day weekend of 99 and so early september and i was so worn out by those sprints immediately went on left school and drove to montauk and went swimming and uh there was an undertow in the water because of how strong that hurricane was by the time i felt it I started swimming with my legs and my legs were completely done from oh. soccer practice. They were over and I just started sinking in the water. I'm sinking in the water. Is it like a beautiful weekend? It's terrifying. I gorgeous weekend. I'm just back to work, you know. Career's going well. I'm here with my girlfriend. It's beautiful weather. Camaraderie with the team. I'm going to drown in the fucking freezing ocean. I'm going to oh. drown and I start floundering with my arms. And a surfer sees me and puts me on his board wow. and sends me all the way back into the shore and saves my life. I never heard that story. Thanks a lot, Ray Franklin. <laughs> He's a good coach. Um, yeah, I liked him. That's a coach that I um, I took his copy of Liverpool FC 101 Great Goals because <laughs> by this time I had been 
I had sort of figured out I was going to be a Liverpool fan. Mm. I've been watching a lot of games and enjoying their their stuff. That was a, a real fun season because we get we got. Um, I think that was Oscar's favorite first season on the team, and there was a game that um, the school was kind of promoting with a poster around for like a Saturday game, and normally we didn't have a ton of fans. We had a. a, a Couple smattering, yeah, a couple people here and there. So I remember this one game we're playing on a Saturday, and we look around and we notice there's maybe a dozen fans there. People in the bleachers. We had a small structure. The bleachers and the bleachers are really like something out of a Wes Anderson movie. If you want to, yeah, they're they're not they're very grounded, pretty small, yeah, Spartan. But they're full, and we realized um, it was explained to me later that the. Uh, campus uh, LGBT group decided to come out that game and support the team. This was the first manifestation of what we called the queer leaders. Uh, luckily, we did not, uh, like most teams, have cheerleaders, but we did have drag queer leaders. But what was unexpected what was, was that they kind of set up behind the other team's bench during the game yes and started to heckle them this is masterful strategy this was really good strategy um, you, you don't just encourage your team you want to discourage the other team that's a really smart move um, as far as disheartening them they were they were vicious they were vicious oh for sure who, who knows who knows bullying like gay kids in an art school you know they, what I mean they've they've been experiencing this Years up until they get to school, and, and we, now I just remember playing and sure. and laughing, hearing the the viciousness of this, and it was great. It like, was really good because <laughs> we had taken um, we had taken a not so gentle spanking at SUNY Maritime, which was another SUNY, but and my uncle had gone there when he was younger, and it was another SUNY where they didn't um, have music or opera as a major. They did push-ups all the time, and they ran to class. So they were in much better physical shape than us, and they beat us like 4 nothing that time. So when they were on our home turf, hearing it from our queer leaders, it was uh, they still beat our ass, but it really felt good. It really felt good unsettling them and, uh, and getting under their, into their heads a little bit. I think at halftime, uh-huh. uh, the ref had them move and wouldn't let them stay behind the bench because the ref was hearing all of this. So we got like a yellow, so, our entire bleachers got a yellow card? Yeah, pretty much. Um, huh. And then some of them started going behind the uh, opposing team's goalie and just heckling the goalie directly. I, uh, I really appreciate this. And this was part of the camaraderie that we all felt in the team. It was kind of, you know, we're not, you know, the, we're not the country club players those are down the road at manhattanville we we are a state school we're artists and we're musicians we're actors we're filmmakers we're sculptors we're liberal arts majors there's you know people majoring in all kinds of things um, i'm pretty sure i covered every category yeah <laughs> i met you um i don't know the first day of my um freshman year season freshman years freshman season and we kind of got along because i was always wearing giants garb we did have that affinity for the new york giants 
But you were the only one. There was no one on campus I could talk Giants with. They were scum because it was mostly kids from Long Island. They were mostly Jet fans. So uh, <laughs> that's probably explains why we never did too well um, in any in anything. Really. I don't know if, if many watched football. I mean, a lot of people that I was surrounded with, people on my floor, people I was in class with, I was the only one. It was me and David White. I don't know if we had a TV. Dave White, the trombone player. Yeah, Dave White. The bass trombone player. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know if we had a TV um, first couple, first year. Second year, probably didn't have a TV. Third year, had a TV. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, Joe, but we might be omitting um, a couple of my finest moments from the second year which was I think my only goal okay in the college career would that be considered one of your favorite games oh for sure it's it's telling though that I can't remember when it came when it came in (laughs) Uh, I think it came against uh, your old nemesis or your old buddy depending on how we call it web institute Mm -hmm. um, in a game where they were not able to bring the minimum amount of players and it was probably between them forfeiting or what the hell we're here we're playing a game but it's, it wasn't a scrimmage I just want to uh, for the record state that it was not a scrimmage it was an actual competitive game albeit one where Web Institute did not dress the required amount of players I think were they visiting us yes for that game? yeah they okay. made they made, when and you can understand it's a distance of travel you of know, from Long Island up to Westchester and our uh, our goalkeeper came up to take a corner Alex and he was uh, a talented lad who could have played anywhere in the team but was good enough to play goalie the big athletic kid and gave us uh, gave us a nice high arcing corner kick that I um, completely alone at the near post uh, jumped when I probably didn't have to on the goal line basically and headed it in for my only competitive college goal uh, ever. I, I have a couple of assists to my name probably as well. See, when I think about the team, I don't actually remember you only scoring one. I always thought you scored pretty regularly. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're just thinking about practice. Maybe just maybe practice. Maybe you're talking about practice. Maybe. Maybe. We're not talking about a game. <laughs> we're talking about practice, right? Yeah, we're sit. We're talking about practice. <laughs> I uh, I had a lot of fun um, that game and and a few others. Uh, there was a couple of games when I felt like the refs um, really couldn't could do me no harm, and uh, I remember putting the butt in a couple of times on a guy, especially at home. <laughs> we had a few. We had a few chances to. Uh, to put some hurt on some guys, we played Cooper Union at home. Yeah. That was I remember that being a rough one, but also satisfying in the amount of licks we were able to administer. There was uh, a game, no, there was a practice that was like a prep for a game that was happening the next day, and I remember you weren't there, and I was like, "Where is Mike?" And no one really knew where you were. Okay, um, and I. For like a year, you were my friend Mike that I play soccer with. I had no idea that you acted. So, you weren't at practice one day, and no one told, no one knew where you were. And I went home, and 
watching TV all night. And then I saw you on Channel 4 on The Tonight Show. Oh, that's why I was out of town? That's why you were out of town. Yeah, um, California was going through an energy crisis. This must be the year 2000 now. We're into the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, California decided to raise their um, electricity rates very high. That was Enron. And what happened? I flew there. I did the Tonight Show. Uh, I sat on Jamie Lee Curtis's lap <laughs> and called my college roommates from the uh, from the White House switchboard. And your one of your roommates was a member of the team, Lars. You remember Lars? Yeah. Uh, Lars was half Polish and half Danish, so we figured he would just be an incredible filmmaker. That no one would ever understand. Uh, his dad was a soccer player, so we thought that was great. He came and visited us, and that was the first time I had bigos, which is a Polish hunter's stew that now you and I can easily get in Greenpoint, but yeah. at the time I had never heard of. Um, and he, you know, gave us gave us some pointers and stuff like that, which was nice. We were lucky to play with uh, a bunch of guys with, that had some great personalities and from uh, all different backgrounds. Of course. And um, the one guy that always tried real hard and was, was really pumped to play, he didn't really have the skill, but he had the, the drive. The heart. And it's our friend Nick Hickman. R&B singer. Butts and seats. Nick Hickman. He was hysterical to play with. He was just like a, a big jokester. Sure. And uh, then there's... Uh Maddie Goldstein, okay, yeah, um, who wrote a successful book about having a brain tumor and has done a done a several comedy uh, comedy routines. A successful stand up comedian, but he's done some comedy stuff about having a brain tumor, which makes so much sense because in college I wanted to ask him if he had a a brain tumor because of the way he played soccer. Mm -hmm. um, Good guy, yeah. Good collection of uh, of personalities there. Good Long Island guy, can't remember. We had um, we had Eli, Tyler Moss. We talked about we e Eli the Golden Boy. Eli um, could have, could have easily uh, paid his way through college in uh, tennis endorsements, but chose to. Yeah, he was a good tennis player. Exactly. Yeah. Cho chose to uh, debase himself in the team game. You got to always wonder about those people. It's like. Would Cristiano Ronaldo be as famous if he just uh, if he just played soccer all the time? I mean, if he just played tennis all the time, uh, who knows? Um, he was a talented player as well. It was tough for the 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 coach to kind of figure out where to play him because he was so good. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Meacham, we mentioned a gifted earlier. a gifted actor. Um, you can see him right now on ABC's Blackish. Very talented as the uh, the guy who works with Anthony Anderson. Um, he was an integral part of the Ass Fan, as was Tyler. These uh, it took these larger than life personalities, I guess, the acting background <laughs> or whatever it was. We really latched onto this camaraderie in our. We, it was almost a Stockholm syndrome because we were our, our own captors, and therefore we loved ourselves. Just taught Jeff. Uh, taught us our team stretches because I had not done yoga before. Oh yeah, and our yeah. warm up uh, consisted of some stuff that he probably did um, in movement class, which was something that I probably poo pooed as an actor. Um, probably could have done better with. I, I 
hamstrings wouldn't be so darn tight. <laughs> we um, we played over at uh, Bard College. Um, at, what's it? Not necessarily every year, but I want to say at least our last two seasons playing together. Yes, and each time we drove over the Croton Reservoir to get there, and I um, I marveled that we were. This is a, a course pre nine eleven. I marveled that we were allowed to get. Mm. Uh, this close to a vital water infrastructure serving in a, a huge ass city and you could just drive right past and no one would stop you from dumping poison in or in our case <laughs> ass <laughs> we're doing lots of ass mooning as we drove this single lane road over the middle of the Croton Reservoir to get to Bard that was a big rivalry though two art schools two art schools one, one private like each other. one public that didn't like each other uh, I had a friend who lived in Tivoli, not too far away, right next door to Bard, and so I had gone to visit a couple times and seen that place. And, yeah, we didn't like Bard, and Bard didn't like us. Uh, that was that was a game where at Bard they were giving it to us. You know, they had this sort of attitude of our hairs in our eyes and we don't care, mm-hmm. which was weird because we were used to having that attitude as far yeah. as the teams were concerned. Uh, I remember getting um going after a a ball in their penalty box and no going after a ball in our own penalty box and uh and defending it shielding it from a barred player and as we went down um extending my legs so he was sort of catapulted away from us and him <laughs> saying and him yelling hey and then him receiving a yellow card. That was a really nice feeling. <laughs> the ref gave him a yellow card for some reason. Yeah, they, that was always a physical game. And, it, and we didn't, neither team really wanted to lose that. Neither game. team really and, showered much before the game either, <laughs> I would say. Our, our, our fans were pretty, um, you know, pretty into it. Like when we went there, they were, they were giving it to us. But when we had them uh, come play us at home, Yes, I mean the few fans that we had would would kind of give it to them as well. It was kind of a big rivalry. It's true. Um, later on, uh, I took I took my clothes, uh, my wardrobe home from the. Uh, I think I probably wore some of my own clothes to the Ameritrade commercial that I had done that summer, which was a remake, a, a sequel to the one from the previous summer, mm-hmm. and I wore that. Uh, probably later in the in the season and I wore that that outfit underneath my soccer jersey and shorts for some reason against Bard and uh, against Bard I was yellow carded and uh, I received a second yellow card and I was red carded and uh, I immediately took off my purchase soccer jersey and my shorts and revealed a little pair of swimming trunks and uh, maybe my college girlfriend's Betty and Veronica uh, tank top if not if not the American flag shirt from the from the Ameritrade commercial I do remember that (laughs) they're um, they're good sports those those division 2B Hudson Valley referees (laughs) they sure are but those bard kids Scum of the earth. Only the only thing worse is Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> so unfortunately, you didn't play with me my senior year because you left and you were pursuing more acting gigs at that point. I did. Uh, I wonder how that turned out. 
You did pretty well. That's very kind, Joe. And senior year, um, my col my college record is like one goal, one assist, and I think that's also my movie record. <laughs> your your senior year, you're talking about my senior year. Go ahead. Which I wish you were a part of that team because that was a real um, that was a real good team. Sometimes we, it takes time for like a good batch of pickles to become you know fermented enough together. You know all the all the ingredients have to gel for a certain amount of time. You always um, wore number five jersey number, and then when you were gone, that was my number. So I got to take that jersey and wear that senior year. You was, couldn't wait for me to leave, in other <laughs> words. I was, again, locker room poison. Yeah. Um, Ass van uh, antibiotic and locker room poison. We were really good. Like We won a bunch of games. Uh, you had some skilled players. You yeah, had Oscar, we, you had... We also Her, Herbie went away, right? Oh no, Herbie was still on the team. There was, you go. So there. you had you had a couple of um, yeah. dangerous offensive weapons, plus you had distribution and some big defenders. We had an unexpected coach change, though. Um, did Ray did, Franklin left? Did Ray embezzle? I want to <laughs> say he embezzled. And we got Chuck Wilder, um, a former uh, soccer player, semi-pro. Uh, he was good. He was a smart guy. We liked him a lot. And Chuck Wilder also sounds like somebody who now sells those unbreakable sunglasses that you can run over with a car and they still work on late night TV. Yeah, he was a good guy. That's good. That's good. And yeah. you, you know, you needed that um, to keep that group together and gel them even through mm -hmm. a couple of coaching changes. Yeah. By this point, there probably weren't so many people as you knew from your freshman year. No. Um, and also, we started a girls team. So now the girls that we knew that played on our team are not with us anymore. Uh -huh. um, but it's good that you had that many women ready to play at purchase that you could field an entire team. Yeah. Which was a great change oh, we, from we, when we started. We liked playing with them. Well, they think, were nice. Well, think about it. When we started yeah. college, it was the 90s. And when we were done, it was the 2000s. Yeah. So just right there, you know, everything's changed with decades. Mm -hmm. You know, we already made a great leap forward. Yeah. And, and the, the program built and uh, we played in um, Hudson Valley playoffs uh, and then this ends at playing um, my last two games were my two favorite games well, that's great because I scored in both games so we played Webb Institute which is my favorite place to play and uh, my dad came out to the game so that's nice and um, and they kept putting me up front I was one of those weird players where they really never figured out where to put me sometimes sometimes I'd play back sometimes they put me at midfield Every once in a while, they put me at forward. I was kind of like fast, scrappy, terrible shot, okay passer. Um, but I tried real hard. It's tough to think of an, an NBA analog to you, but there's there's really not one. So, <laughs> so I uh, I score in the second to last game. Then we play in the playoffs. We have to go to Bard. Um, um, they Two start rivals in a row. Yeah, this is like a storybook ending for you. I know, and. Um, first half of the game uh it's zero zero it's we're we're you know uh being real physical with this team yeah i remember it being a big physical midfield battle with bard almost always and i think our uh our fans there were no fans allowed at that game because the previous time we played bard at at purchase uh -huh. um the fans were yelling at each other and uh the league actually banned them from from uh, attending our playoff match. Uh, attempting to get us to play with one leg tied behind <laughs> our backs. 
So I remember Eli, um, he he was coming down the wing, and I'm I'm heading down the center, and it's uh, we're both playing uh, up top, and he he crosses one to me, and I try to shoot it with my right leg, and I screw it up, and I remember thinking in my head, if he ever makes this pass again, I'm and I'm not, I can't kick with my left leg, but I'm gonna try to kick it with my left leg from the air, like without any uh, stop in motion. And you can try and volley it with your left. Pretty right. much. And he, uh, like five minutes later, he gets the ball. and, and Made his way down. We're in the same position again. And crosses the ball. He crosses. Now, I mean, he didn't lose faith in me. He was going to give me another shot. So I give Eli a lot of credit. So he crosses it, and I hit it with my left leg. And I somehow, top top corner, we score the you first scored a goal. goal. So I'm like, wow, two in a row. Suck it, art school. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pumped. And then coach takes me out of the game. What for? I don't know. So he put someone else in. And we um, we gave up a goal uh, at the beginning of the second half. And then we gave up a late goal. And we lost 2-1. to one, And that was the end of my Still the best game. Game. Still one of your favorite games ever. Still from that volley. I mean, it was a nice goal. Even coach was like, nice goal. But then he pulled me out. I guess he, this, what was his name, Max Power? Max Power. Greg Wilder? Chuck Wilder. Chuck, see, just say it, say it, say it a few times and you know you're going to be watching <laughs> several, you're going to be watching several reruns of Walker, Texas Ranger later tonight. <laughs> just thinking about Chuck Wilder. Uh, so it was good times and I really enjoyed playing on that team. And, uh, I enjoyed playing with you, Joe. Yeah, and, same uh, here. I and think, I'm, I'm happy that like we live close to each other, and we can go to the park whenever and kick the ball around. And are able to still kick the ball around. That yeah. is nice. We um, had a little reunion, uh, which I wish you were a part of, uh, mm-hmm. like four years ago, uh, where I actually had some of the Purchase Soccer team, some of my uh, team that uh, I grew up playing travel ball with, sure, and then a few guys that I played locally with. You were the common thread? Yeah, I put this this tournament team together. Oh, uh, yeah. I, well, you, yes, you, I remember. You I, was a promised, I was promised to, and then I was sick on the weekend. Yeah, though. you were sick, but um, it was fun. It was, it was really a good time to actually put all of that together. Did you go to Roosevelt Island or something yeah, like that? Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. It was, it was right? Roosevelt Island. So which, was, which has some very nice fields, by it the does. way. It's just pain in the ass to park over there, especially it's tournament day, you know? They're, uh, we're lucky to live in a good pro soccer neighborhood in Greenpoint, which has a lot of ethnicities that enjoy soccer. Mm-hmm. And then also a lot of... I don't want to say yuppies, but college graduates who uh, went to colleges and continue to play soccer over here. Yeah, no, it's a great neighborhood to kind of just go outside with the ball, and you can find any game at any point. <laughs> we, uh, I'm amazed at how many locals you know just walking around the field. It's it's good to see those people because yeah. it is like a time machine when I go over there sometimes to see the familiar faces to you know kind of remember ones that haven't been around. Mm-hmm. There was one. I saw one at the farmer's market the other day that I remembered, which was a blast from the past. And, uh, yes, it's been it, – I, I think that our benefit – the camaraderie has definitely been to our benefit. And that that team building is something that you can't discount as a uh, as a benefit to playing sports. The, emotion, the emotional buttons that we still carry for these uh, – for these games that you remember, whether it be Web or Bard or some other minor shipbuilding school. Yeah. That nevertheless 
tried to mess with us. It was it was good for us to to have that time to travel and to gosh, I feel like they did not care about academics at all. Like it wasn't it, you know, they didn't need us to concentrate on that in order to keep doing the the sports. So I remember my my teacher had a talk with me freshman year because it was kind of um, a tough thing if you were in a conservatory yes. to get out for your game. And my teacher came up to me. Now, now, they didn't really plan this well with the school, like games and getting people out of class if you were an athlete. And uh, they left it up to the students to try to get out of class. And I would have to go to my teacher and tell him I have a game and hopefully he lets me out. Um, but it I, was up to them. It was, yeah, it was up to the teacher pretty much. Yeah. And I remember my teacher looking at me, like, freshman year, and he said, are you here for... Um, Academics or are you here for art? athletics? Yeah, I, and I said, well, I'm, I'm here for both. Yeah. And he was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll, let you, I'll let you do it, but you can't fall behind in class. But, That's fair. Uh, I mean, that you shouldn't expect anything less of an athlete in school. Yeah, yeah. But I, it, I think it changed, because now there's... Um, there's more of a connection with from with athletics and the school. It's a much bigger program. They have a nice field. NYCFC practices there. Like huh. it's a big thing. Um, well, they yeah they needed to fill that hole that the Knicks left after the Knicks stopped practicing. Yeah, that but I mean one, their, their facilities one, and everything. Well, are, that was I think one of the benefits great. of going to school there was that we uh, got to see the New York Knicks mm-hmm. as they practiced while we were getting while we were getting. Um, Made a lot of visits to the trainer's room. Oh yeah, in our in our years at SUNY Purchase, and that was where I, I first became acquainted with Electro Stim, where they just like slap ultrasound gel on you and then run currents through your muscles. This was great. I had bad ankles. I had bad everything, and uh, and the trainer was only too happy to uh, <laughs> to try the latest techniques on us. We were allowed in the gym after hours. So the cool thing is you could see the Knicks, and no one else was there, pretty much. And oh, yeah, and how tall Kurt Thomas was. Man. Yeah. I ran into Patrick Ewing in the bathroom, and I was amazed. And they put your <laughs> eye out. <laughs> this giant head pops up over the stall, and I'm, like, washing my hands. I had no idea. Was there. <laughs> <laughs> and we came out, and the news reporters were there, and I kind of had to, like, sneak around and... Because I didn't want to be seen. You didn't want to end up in the in the uh, paparazzi photo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You want to end up in the New York Post. I can understand that. <laughs> like a bad reputation these days, yeah. and you know, soccer coverage in general has gotten a lot better yeah. since that time. And I would chalk that up to kids like yourself from Long Island growing up in a soccer, you know, program and environment, and then it continuing on into their adult lives. You know, taking around to the neighborhoods. I mean, it's one of the few sports you can play almost. You know, into your sixties, if you if you're staying in good shape, I for mean, sure. Evo Morales, president of Bolivia. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no idea. Oh sure. Uh, we'll put a link at the end of this podcast. Nice. So, what have you been working on recently? Uh, the Adventures of Danny and Mike is a podcast that I do with uh, Dan Tamborelli, my co-star from The Adventures of Pete and Pete, and we uh, will have some comedian guests on and. And go on adventures and talk about them. We'll probably cover our latest road trip to the illustrious Fort Wayne, Indiana, and our uh, our close brush with death 
through Dayton, Ohio um, in our last uh, road trip. We have two live shows coming up this very weekend. By the time this podcast comes out, maybe it maybe it'll be passed. But on the twenty fourth, we are in Asbury Park, New Jersey, at the House of Independence, and on the twenty fifth, we're in Scranton, PA. You can find out for yourselves because it's uh, it's not a big town. Uh, Dan Tamborelli and I have. Uh, been recording the podcast for about six years now and with our producer friend Jeremy who uh, I work with as a uh, local 52 brother on set oh didn't know you worked with that yeah there's a there's a lot of crossover I guess in our uh, our fandom and people who are into sort of movies and, and TV in that way and just geeks nerds we welcome all comers uh, we don't have a cooler name uh, for our pod listeners, then podheads, <laughs> which uh, trying to come up with something more uh, more specific. That's awesome. Yeah, we we record pretty often. Uh, it's available on Patreon and on all of the uh, all of the different uh, sound audio suppliers, whatever they are. We also do some live shows once in a while, uh, including most recently at a a brewery in Buffalo. How'd that go? A lot of fun. A lot of fun. We're lucky enough to get some good people with Bavarian hops and know-how about just enjoying a, a night of comedy and nostalgia. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Joe. It was good to take this uh, this journey back and uh, to remember the Purchase Panthers of uh, 98, 99, and uh, 2000 for me. Thanks, Joe. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm.